Well, welcome back for another episode of the To Be Discussed podcast. I'm your host, Riley Payne, along with my best friend, Adrian Herndon. And we are so glad to have you tune in for this episode. We know that it's coming out a little later than usual, but we have a great reason for that. Uh, We are actually on location in Denton, Texas, uh, with a special guest. And I'm going to let Adrian do the honors of introducing her because I'm just better, but this is one of his friends as well. We didn't just meet her. Technically, you met her a couple, almost a month ago. Okay, but I'm... <laughs> Anyways, guys, um, this is uh, the special guest that we have today is my f- dear friend, Liz. Um, I am uh, very honored. This is uh, great for us. This is our first guest on this show, and luckily, she agreed to uh, let us have her on. And Let's see. When did I meet you, Liz? Like two summers ago? When we were in college? To right? 20... 2019. 20, 2019. Well, that's more than two summers ago. Yeah, I was about to say. That's like Three summers ago. A million oh years gosh, ago. Oh my gosh, man. See, man, time passed. Is 2020 that's... just kind of skipped over, you know. But anyways, I met her summer 20, uh, 2019 in college while I was taking some courses. And we had an argument over uh, what hot dogs were. And uh, ever oh, since yeah, then... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally forgot about yeah. that. I, that's how I start every friendship with an argument. Yeah. So when well, you just that's... when you just said, "Oh yeah, we first met over an argument," I was like, "God, which yeah, one?" Yeah, that's that's literally how <laughs> which we one is it? Our first conversation was an argument on what hot dogs were. If they were sandwiches. Imagine that's so American. Or no, not if they were sandwiches. If they, if putting a piece of regular toast with was... a hot dog over it is a hot dog, which like, it it's is not. It's a poor man's it's hot dog. It's not. It's not. It wasn't okay. For one, it wasn't toast. It's a toast. sorry attempt at a hot dog. It wasn't toast. It was a piece of white bread. <laughs> yeah, that's worse than a piece of toast. Anyways. Because then you, you toast a hot dog bun. So like. So that's how I met. Same argument. As and y'all just heard. here we go. <laughs> uh, now she's here, and we're actually looking at the possibility that she's going to have her own podcast uh, produced by RNA Media and Investments here in the future. And so we're just thrilled to have her on. Now today's topic is going to be human sexuality, and uh, not only that, but we're also going to tie that into psychology, and uh, the, the psychology behind some of that, uh, and we thought that Liz was a great guest for this because she's got a very unique spin on things that I really appreciate, and, and we think that you will as well. So um, I'm going to let you kind of kick off the discussion here, Adrian, and then we'll go from there. All right. So... Um, a couple of weeks ago, we talked, or no, almost a month ago, we talked, we had a conversation about what, uh, sexuality was and what we thought versus like gender roles and all this, all that kind of stuff. But, um, this is a very, very, I would call it a hot topic in today's society because, you know, we, of course we have the LGBTQ, um, mo- uh, movement and, and hey, it's pride month, by the way. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Well, pride month. So, um, we have this going on. It's been going on almost over the almost a decade, you know, even longer. But it's finally now getting recognized, and we saw fit that okay, let's do something a little bit different. Um, uh, this is a little more edgy yeah, than it, what we're used to. Yeah, but it's okay. And this is more of us just talking and, and having an actual discussion rather than bashing. Uh, you know, the people who are either whether lesbian, bi, or queer, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, and so I do want to interject there and say, because we had a, a podcast a couple of weeks ago where we had to add this, that we're not taking sides here. Right. 
Uh, um, don't don't feel that way when we're discussing that. Right, and and so that's exactly what our show is about. As you all know, if you, if, you know, as long as you've been listening, it's about having a discussion. So that's what we want to do with this topic because um, when you talk about human sexuality, you know, you there's such a broad spectrum of uh, different topics and different things that's tied to it other than just sex. Uh, it's a it's a whole mental process of it. Um, and that's just like we're going to go through today is the psych- psychological uh, aspect of it. It's a whole mental process. It's the way people think, the way they act, their day-to-day lives, um, where where it started. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. And I'm very excited to kind of dig into this. Uh, I know that you two probably have done some uh, extensive reading or studying on, on a topic. Um, and so have I. Uh, but I just kind of want to dig into it. And so... First off, so Leslie, I, I want Riley's uh, point of view on this, and because I know what I think, I know where I'm coming from, but I want to see what what Riley's uh, take on it is. What do you think on the psychology be- behind sexuality? Yes, I, I think a lot of it <clears throat> is determined by your upbringing. Uh, I, I think that that has a large effect on your the way that you think about it so if you're if you're brought up in a very strict um let's say a catholic setting mm. uh, where it's an extremely taboo topic uh and then it's even taught that you know you shouldn't partake at all in any form of sexual um encounters or or anything like that and so your psychology is oh sex is bad and then you have um, the other end of the spectrum where there's it's just an open thing, uh, there are some homes where it's discussed, and so then it's sex is fine. Uh, and, and so I think that that has a large part to do with it, and I think that the psychology that we have uh, towards our uh, sexuality and, and the way that we view sex plays a large role in how we deal with... Um, Either the opposite gender or the same gender as well. I, I think that th- those there's a large correlation, and if you read up on the topic, uh, you'll you'll find that there is in fact uh, those correlations uh, across the spectrum. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I remember you know because you mentioned growing up, you know, it, it being about an upbringing. <laughs> I remember, you know, I'm pretty sure everybody you know had to talk what they would call you know the talk about the birds and the bees, you know, right? And so I never had that talk as a kid. You know, my dad never came to us and said, hey, this is what this is what this is and this is how you use it or anything like that. Um, but all my dad told me, all, you know, what I talked was he said, listen, don't bring no babies home. And it's just, Do what you want. Just don't bring any babies. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's just, I mean, that's just how we... Now, he wasn't being uh, careless about, you know, how we, you know, about our sex lives or anything, but... It was just, um, I don't actually really, I honestly don't know why he said that, but that's all he told us. But, you know, you know, I'm not saying my dad's a careless person. He didn't care about us or our lives or anything, but um, as we got... He's a very laid-back person. Yeah, I could my say dad, him say that. Like, yeah, my dad's very laid-back. If you meet my dad, hopefully, maybe y'all will. Uh, maybe someday. But anyways, yeah, so... We should have him on the show. Oh, boy. <laughs> that's going to be... <laughs> that would be a fun show. <laughs> it would. But, um... No, that's 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 what he told me. But as we got older, you know, as we grew older and started to learn kind of things on our own, uh, we knew okay, uh, this is pretty serious. 
Because, mm-hmm. you know, as a kid, as a boy, you know, when you start to like girls, you know, you, you start to uh, develop kind of, you know, feelings and emotions and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And you start to wonder and you start to um, venture into different things. And so um, growing up, you know, and, and me, when I got to high school, you know, seeing a lot of my classmates who were um, having kids at a young age and all this stuff, it kind of it kind of shaped my sexuality on, you know, okay, I don't want to do this at a young age because then if I do that, then, you know, it's possibly of disease and all this stuff, possibly of teen pregnancy and being, de- I wasn't ready to be a father and teenage, you know, I was yeah. still in my Mackin days. Um, <laughs> uh, but, you know, that's, that's, that's what the talk was, you know, for us. That was the talk. Don't bring any babies home. So there's a lady on TikTok that I, I saw the other day and she made a good point. She said it doesn't need to be the birds and the bees. It needs to be more than that. There needs to be that talk. There needs to be the porn talk. There needs to be the oh, masturbation yeah, talk. There needs to be the consent talk. The and she goes through, and I'm like, that's genius. Like it doesn't need to be just one conversation. Right. It should be an ongoing as the child gets older. Yeah. You know, as you move forward. What are your thoughts on on that, Liz? On what specifically? Like? Uh, how how it should be approached in order to shape one's psychology. I mean, when I was a kid, when when I was told about sex for the first time, it was from my mom, but it was because some guy that had babysit me as a kid had, like, gotten put in jail for, like, child molestation, and so that was just for some reason, like, oh, hey, time to talk to you about this because mm-hmm. I'm really upset about this. But when she told me, she just... She had had this, this like, really old book from, like, the 70s. Oh, wow. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't even really, like, a lot of words. It was just more so pictures and stuff. Oh, boy. And she <laughs> had ripped out every single part that had to do with boys and how, like, any, any part of them looked through puberty or anything Why? like that. Because she just didn't want me seeing. She was like, oh, you're not old enough to be seeing that. So she showed me, like, well, all wait, the Well, wait, how old were you at this point? I was like 11 or 12, I think. Yeah, you were plenty old to see that. Yeah, I know. but You're going was... through puberty yourself. Yeah, I don't know. But don't she, know. Uh, she decided that that was the route she was going to take. And the way that she explained it to me was she sort of just explained to me the physical part of sex, but she didn't really talk about... The way that she said it was that people only have sex to have kids, and that is the only reason why they ever. That's not sex. true. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Sorry, so, kids, if you're listening to this, that's not true. Yeah, I I didn't really. I don't know. I wasn't really exposed to much stuff like that at a young age. Not really. Honestly, it was probably <coughs> the internet that really did it for me, just because I I've been on computers since I was like ten. Or nine, so I've I've known about like. So okay, that's another part of this psychology thing that I want to get into with sexuality. By her not being overly open with you about it, did that cause you to want to search it out more, like on the internet? Not really. No, I wasn't really ever interested in like boys or like interested in just any of that stuff. Honestly, I kind of just like. 
I don't know. I think, in my opinion, I feel like it should be talked about because I know that even though I was a kid who wasn't necessarily like, oh, I don't know about this, so let me go search on the internet for it and try to, like, you know, take in as much information as possible, I know that other kids are, but I just happened to get lucky. So, like, when I was going on the internet and looking things up, I actually learned quite a bit of, like, really good information about, like, safe sex and, like you know, stuff like that. I just got lucky, I guess, when it comes to that. But I mean, I think that since most people don't really get lucky, also, this was back in like 2009, or no, no, no. Well, that's when I started computers. But like, this was back in like 2011 that I actually was told anything about sex. So it's kind of like, maybe it had to do with the time, because I feel like maybe stuff is a lot more accessible when it comes to like, kids finding new things out I suppose um so I feel like it is important for for adults to have conversations with their kids about that kind of thing um more so than just oh here's sex and how it works but like here's all these other topics that have to do with sexuality and with you know what happens with you know I don't know exactly what age would be best either. I've thought about that before, about, like, what age I would tell my kids if I had kids. And I really honestly don't know. But I also don't think I would let my kid use the internet until they were, like, older. So. Yeah, and see, the the thing about that is, and nowadays, I mean, I, I wouldn't say you have to kind of introduce it or talk to them at a young age. I mean, when my dad told us that, I was, I wasn't even in high school yet. Um, well, my, my wife's got a, what was she telling us? A five-year-old? No. Yeah. Yeah, five-year-old. Yeah, five-year-old. That, that knows a lot of sexual terms. Yeah. So, I mean, my, my point is that maybe, yeah, it's time that we... Yeah. It's probably a thing of, like, getting to the kid before everybody else does. Right. Because yeah. there's a lot of kids that people and, you know, even yeah. kids who, like, know things that they're not necessarily supposed to know who are like, oh, here are all the cuss words that I know... Because I even wasn't, when I was a kid, like, I had kids introduce new topics to me all the time because it was like, oh, I found this thing out and no one else is supposed to know. So Mm -hmm. here's this information that you should know. And then we're going to be like adults, kind of like, you know, because we know this, this secret information that they don't want us to know kind of thing. Right. So I feel like as... I feel like the more you're mysterious about it, the more that you're like, oh, this is something that you're not supposed to know, or oh, shield your eyes because this isn't something you're supposed to see, then that makes the kid want to see it further. Mm-hmm. So it's it's yeah. the mystery behind so, it. So, it, okay. What all do you two, and, and, and I'll chime in in a minute, but what all do you two think should be discussed in these talks? Because we, we, we all agree that it's probably more than one talk that needs to happen. Yeah. But but what all, and we'll start with Liz and then work down to me. Okay. Um, what all do you think should be discussed with as okay starting at puberty? Mm, I mean, with puberty, I feel like I feel like puberty should be talked about earlier than the age of puberty. You shouldn't just wait until like the moment that it starts happening where it's like, oh, I have hair on my armpit. That's kind of weird. And then you're like, oh, okay, let's talk about this now. I think it should be something like, oh, hey, you're like, what, 10 years old? It's probably time for you to learn that in a couple years you're going to go through this huge, mongous change that's going to like 
possibly make or break you as a person. So once they reach puberty, though, and I agree with that, that it probably should be discussed before puberty starts. But once puberty starts, what kind of sex education do you think a kid should receive? And do you think it's different for males and females? I think... I think first a kid should probably... I think it's important for kids to know... I mean, I don't know if this is necessarily part of it, but I feel like kids should know at a young age the names of actual like genitalia and body mm-hmm. parts. I don't think that it's good for kids to be taught, oh, this is your like no-no area, or like this is your spot that no one's supposed to touch. Instead, it should be actually called what it is. Because I feel like if... If a kid has learned, oh, here's the actual, here's like these fake words for what these parts actually are, then if something bad is to happen where like an adult is to like do something bad to the child, then it's going to make it harder for that child to be able to explain what happened to them. And so I feel like that should be put, that kind of topic about how, you know, there's bad people out there who like want to do really crazy things to kids. I think that should be something that's discussed. I think that's something. Having to do, I mean, I don't think kids should be like, I can see why my mom in a way wasn't necessarily like, oh yeah, sex is fun and great and it's like the best thing in the world. Because that's kind of weird to tell like a 12 year old who's not sexually active at all and it's kind of difficult to explain. Because when I learned about sex, I thought it was the grossest thing in the world. Like the thought of it, of the action and like the physical part of it, I was like, why on earth would you ever do that? So I feel like... You know, there should be some kind of like, you know, oh, you know, you're a kid and I, I bet you think this is probably kind of gross in a way, but like there is like an upside to it in a way where it's like, you know, it does, it, it's something that couples do to be closer to each other. I don't think that it's something that you should say, oh yeah, there's like a peak and it's amazing and it's euphoric and then there's a down where you regret, you regret everything, you know, like. So the TikTok lady says that at some point there should be a discussion, this was just her thought. That there should be a discussion concerning the fact that there that sex is pleasurable. What's your thoughts on that, based off what you just said? I mean, I think that it should be... I think that, um, you know, they should be told that it's pleasurable in a way. But I don't think that they should try to kind of... I don't think they should represent it as something where it's like, oh, just wait till you do it. It's going to be great. It's like something... Because you don't want to seem like it's something that they need to seek out. Because I don't think a 12-year-old should be having sex. I mean, it's way too early. No, exactly. Exactly. So I think that if you're to go at it and be like, yeah, it can be pleasurable for like someone who's older. I think that's a better way to say so, it. Instead so of like, what would, how would you define older if the kid asked, okay, mom, what's older? Probably like, I don't know, honestly. Probably like 16. I don't know when people have sex, honestly. Like... I kind of started late, so I don't really know what's the norm for most people. But <laughs> I've, said heard, I started late. I've heard from most people that it's like 16 or 15 yeah. that they've started. So that's probably what I would say. I would say, like, sex for pleasure is something that starts when you're older. Maybe even make it out to be like, if you do it now, it's you're not going to like it. It's going to be awful. So what? don't do it right now, but wait until you're 15 and then go do it, and it'll yeah. be great. Well, you but, know? you know, that's kind of chime in there. It's... It's a lot more because, like you said, it's more than just the physical pleasure of it. It's about once you get past that, it's it's about the the emotion, you know, the emotional tie yeah. behind it. And I think that's why even people in today's society, whether they're they're in their teen, teens or 
Heck, even in their 20s, they forget that part, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, because to, to some, it's only in physical pleasure. It's only a physical pleasure. <laughs> it only feels good to them in the moment. Um, but you forget about the emotional tie behind it. And the emotion, and the, it can either be good or it can cause damage uh, to a person's psyche or even, you know, um, just their lifestyle. Um, but, you know, I, I agree that because in today's society, you have a lot more kids that just like you, you mentioned a while ago that are turned on to these type of things uh, like sex and a lot of it has to do with, you know, the society and the world that we live in today, whether it's on the radio or on TV or wherever they, on the internet or wherever, you know, whatever they are able to uh, gain access, you're going to see something that revolves around sex mm -hmm. or that is overly sexualized. And so I do believe that a child, I, I'd say I would, if I had a kid, um, especially a son, if I had a son, I would tell my son about sex at least maybe eight to ten years old because mm -hmm. um, he's at that age where he's not he's not just wondering, but he's getting to that age where hey, you're about to be preteen, right? Um, and you're about to go through all these changes emotionally, physically, and all this stuff. You know, it's about to hit you all at once. Um, and so it's important that you, you know, that I would have that talk with him, say, listen, but not only about the sex part, because it's like I said, well, uh, just uh, a minute ago, it's not about the physical part, mm -hmm. you know? So I, I want to, I, I would, I would venture into, um, when to have sex and when, when the right time, when it's the right time to have sex, mm -hmm. because if you don't, then, you know, I would, I would raise my son to think that sex, okay. Only when I feel like having sex is in which for a boy, ain't no telling when that's going to happen. You know, that could be almost every, you know, especially going through puberty. And you don't want to, you don't want to tell a kid that, well, you know, sex is only is something that you do, you know, with a girl that you like, you know, or a girl that you find attractive. You know, we, we, we shouldn't explain like that. It should be more on the, on the side of uh, emotional side. And the spiritual side as well, uh, because there are emotional and spiritual ties to it. Um, but that's just the basis around what we should talk about. Talk to our, you know, how we should explain to our kids, not just the physical part, you know, but the emotional and the spiritual part um, that that follows our that heck in the in the in the act of it as well, you know. Yeah. And so, yeah. it's not it's 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 not anything shameful. I, I think a lot of parents uh, may be scared, you know. And heck, I would be too, as you know. Earlier, when I heard all this stuff about this five-year-old, I was ready to fight like I had a daughter. But, <laughs> but you know, and it's, I think it's even harder when you have a daughter, you know, because man, I mean, uh, it, for it, the world is so overly sexualized. You don't, you don't really see um, boys being, you know, over-sexualized. But you see a lot of girls that are over-sexualized at a young age, and that's the danger of today's world. And so, I would, for a daughter, I believe. It would be harder to have this kind of conversation. I mean, uh, about puberty, about sex, and all this. I know I couldn't. I would. I would leave that to her mom. Um, whenever she would have questions, or whenever she would have questions for me, of course I would answer those questions. But for uh, a man, what we should do is be able to raise our daughters and love them enough to know what, how a man's supposed to treat them, and then when that moment comes, you know how to respond responsibly. Yeah. But 
this is a this is a whole interesting take on this type type of uh, this type of topic because um, it's it's a lot that goes on and on around this topic that's not talked about and and that is shied off because we only f- focus on the physical part of it. But what about the mental? So how do you guys think that the mental um, is affected? You know, from growing up and how a kid thinks rather than just how they act. Well, well, I think it goes back, like I said, to how they're brought up. So, so the, their mentality towards sex is going to be uh, severely affected by the way that they're brought up. Um, again, if they're brought up that sex is taboo, then they're going to think sex yeah. is terrible. If they're brought up that masturbation is taboo, then they're going to think that's terrible. Yeah. Which I have a unique take on that, by the way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> probably would get me in trouble but I don't care uh, you, you know so so if they're if they're told all of this then I think that mentally they're gonna always think that's bad that's bad that's bad that's bad and that's not true right um, I think sometimes for the sake of being protective or whatever conservative um, we go overboard yeah it, it's ridiculous to me. And here's where I'm going to get myself in trouble and I don't care. It is ridiculous to me that masturbation is such a taboo subject. And here's why. Because you get a 13-year-old boy in puberty. He's got hormones. Alright? He's got, he's got pent-up hormones. Why is he taught that that's inherently wrong to release said hormones. Now, caveat to that, you know, there's other things that have to be discussed, mm-hmm. you know. But but my point is, if, you, if you're taught how to handle it correctly in a safe way, you'll have a healthy mentality towards it. If you're taught... Oh, it's just bad, it's wrong, it's this and it's that. You will go through life with a completely unhealthy mentality. Same thing goes for girls. We we act like girls aren't sexual people, but they are. Mm. You know, they're, they're just as sexual as men in most cases. So why are they taught that, you know, being sexual and being, um, having these hormones that they can't help having why are they taught that that's bad I mean I, I just don't understand that so so I think if you if you can teach it in a way that's controlled and here's how this is just me here's how I would handle it and I want your thoughts on this Jack <laughs> this is just me you got a a son okay we'll, we'll start there because I'm, I'm with you I would let my wife handle any conversations like this with my daughter um. Listen, son. I know that <clears throat> you know, we, and obviously we already had the sex talk at this point. Mm-hmm. You've got pent up hormones. You've probably been exploring. That's not bad. But here's what is bad: if you don't do it privately, and if you go into things that are unhealthy in order to get that released, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So that's how I would handle it. And now my son has a controlled view that 
tells him, hey, that's okay. That's not inherently wrong. You just need to be guarded and careful. And if he has that view in that situation, it will correlate to how he views sex in general. Right. That's my thought. Well, well I agree with that because, you know, my, my dad told me that, you know, it's normal for a boy to, you know, to, yes. to, to do that type of thing. Oh. <laughs> but my dad said it was normal. And so, you know, I grew up thinking, okay, you know, this isn't bad. It's not. Yeah, you know, this isn't bad. But what, what, so just like you mentioned, uh, make sure you do it in private or in a, in a, in a healthy way. So yes. when it becomes a problem is when it becomes addictive. Yes. See, that's the, that's the thing that they don't tell, that, that isn't explained, you know? Right. And that needs to be a part of the talk, uh, the, the talk. Right. Because yes, it can get addictive, but, but. You could say that for anything. So, right. So, yeah, you're right. Th- this idea that abstinence is the only way is ridiculous to me, by the way. Uh, because if that's the case, if we're going to abstain from anything that could ever be addictive, then we could never eat. <laughs> I like to eat. That can get addictive for me. we we got to stay away from all the drinks. I'm addicted to coffee, tea, milk. You know, I'm guilty. <laughs> sorry. You, know, you see what I'm saying? So why do we take that stance towards masturbation. I just don't understand that. But I agree. I think that you do have to address that in order to get that in that controlled right. environment. And, and as a kid, you know, I would have appreciated that talk more thoroughly than just, it's normal. You know? <laughs> it's normal. Go get... Go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> get after it. <laughs> but, you know, I, would, I would have um, appreciated that more. You know? Because, you know, growing up, um, I didn't know these things until I started actually getting into church and everything. And then, you know, I started to feel that guilt about it. But, you know, I didn't I didn't know. By the way, because you mentioned church, there's nothing in the Bible that says that that's wrong. No, it doesn't. No, there's no verse. There's a verse that people try to use, but that's not what it's talking about. Just for, what verse is that? Uh, in the Old Testament, there's a guy who spills his seed. Yeah. And they say that, oh, it's it was because he did it at a time when he wasn't supposed to, according to their calendar. It's not because he... Did it in general. Right. Yeah. See, that's I a, just want to clarify that. Yeah. The technical side of the Bible, guys. That's why studying is important. <laughs> right, because there there are some wackos out there who take the Bible to the extreme extreme who will try to say, oh, that's us. Time out. Chapter and verse, please. Chapter and verse. It doesn't say that. <laughs> yeah. Read your history. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, mean, I would have I would have appreciated that appreciated that talk just like I'm sure my my son would you know appreciate it when I tell him because I, I don't want to make it weird because. <laughs> I have a no. tendency to be like an awkward person sometimes. So maybe I mean, you should let me be there for you. Like, no, Uncle Riley's going to come over. Yeah. No, this going to get really awkward. Yeah. And I'm an awkward person. Uncle Riley's not an awkward person. Yeah. That's no, what you ought to do. No, I'm just joking. I don't want to be there for that. I feel like, damn it, Jack. Just... Like, so, man, I need your help, man. Yeah. So what Can are you tell my kid about sex, please? <laughs> so what are you... Jesus... So, what are your thoughts on that, as a, coming from the female side? About masturbation, specifically? Yes. I, 
I agree pretty much with everything you guys were saying. I think that, um, well, because, I mean, during puberty, that's a completely normal thing to do. And it's normal that, I mean, you would need something to, to help you with that. And I mean, I, I think that telling your kid that it's normal, you know, I, I think it depends on the scenario. I think you have to explain to them that, like, the situation now is that you're going to go through puberty, your hormones are going to be skyrocketing, it's going to be extremely up and down, up and down. This is definitely the right time to do it, obviously in this controlled you know, way, like what you guys were saying. Um, and I think that explaining that it's not really something... I feel, in my opinion, I feel like masturbation isn't something that should be sort of like... I don't know, because I think I told you guys before that I think that when you're in a relationship and you're actually, you know, with someone, then I don't think that it's something that's necessarily needed, you know? Um, and so I feel like that's something also to explain, that it's not supposed to take the place of another person, that it's True. not supposed to be something that... Because kind of like what Adrian was saying about how um, when you do talk to your kid about sex, the emotions definitely are something that needs to be talked about, about how... You know, yeah, definitely when you're older, you know, you know, you're at an older age. But if you if you really feel like like an emotional connection with a person, then that's how you know that that's probably like the perfect person to do that with. If you feel that you want to do that with them. Um, and so I feel like the same can be used with masturbation, too, where it's like, you know, you know, now during this time, it's perfectly normal. It makes sense that you would do this. But later on, just make sure that you don't become so so addicted to that or so i guess sort of like reliant this is yeah reliant yeah. like don't make sure make sure that you don't become so reliant on this thing that even later on because it can cause problems in relationships and yeah, so, right, yeah. Yeah. so you want to make sure that you specify that like you know there's a time and a place there's emotions that you need to consider there's other people that you need to consider you know it's not just something that you can do whenever you know, even when, you know, I don't know, whatever, but. Well, I liked how we did that discussion. I thought that was good. Yeah. <laughs> we covered that topic very well. So, before we close out, real quick, because we mentioned it's Pride Month, so I, I do want to touch on this. The psychology between um, bisexuality and homosexuality. The difference? No, or... no I'm just saying both oh. of <laughs> Oh, what about them? Yeah, I mean, just the psychology behind being one or the other. Um, okay, I gotta be careful about what I'm gonna say here, but I'm a believer of of Christ. You know, of course, I'm a follower of Christ, and I believe, you know, in what God says in His Word. But here's the thing um, about homosexuality, bisexual, you know, bisexuality, whatever you want to call it. Um, I'm charged to love you. Uh, you know, regardless of how I may feel or think, I'm called to love you. And so I'm going to love you. I'm, I'm going to love you um, regardless, you know. I may, not, I may not agree with you or agree with what's going on, um, but I'm going to love you. And I think, you know, behind, behind that, I think, man... It, it's a lot that goes on behind the scenes when you when you talk to those type of people, and I believe we should all have a conversation with someone who who is either homosexual or bisexual, 
because in order to understand each other, we have to have a we have to have a conversation. We have to discuss this, you know, to get to get to know them more. Time out. She just gave an interesting look. What was that about? Nothing. I mean, did we not already have this conversation before? Well, to an extent, but not on the air. <laughs> There's a difference. <laughs> This is on record. This is part of the show. Yeah. But, you know. Hey, we didn't tell you that we were, like, afraid of anything. We pushed the limits around here on the TBD. This is RNA (laughs) media, baby. This is how we do business. We don't care. But, um, oh, yeah, about that. We got to, we, we, when we end the show, we'll tell you later. But stay tuned. Um, (laughs) but anyway, so, yeah, we have to have those kind of conversations. And when you, when you talk to them, I believe, you know, there's a lot of, uh, molestation. Um, there's a lot of um, bad upbringing. Okay. And uh, and that leads, that's why I say that, because that leads to the thought process. Wait, what are we talking about right now? Homosexuality and bisexuality and what drives people in that direction. But I'm going to push back on what he just said. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Uh-oh. I'm going to push back. Uh-oh. I'm in trouble. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm not but- saying that you're in trouble. <laughs> I'm just saying that I, I think you got to be... Okay. <laughs> I go ahead. Disagree. Go ahead. No, go no ahead. I don't disagree that that can. Yeah. So like, um, the guy in Carthage, Bernie Teed or whatever his name was, that killed the the old lady. Yeah. Remember she he got married, shot her dead, put her in the freezer. Yeah. There's a whole movie Jack Black's in it. Yeah. But like, he turned gay because he was molested as a kid. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and, and so I'm not saying that that doesn't happen, but I'm saying that I, I my guess is that that's probably a smaller percentage than what we like to think. Definitely. Okay, okay. I'm willing to hear. I'm thinking, I, my, and I want to get your take on this. My belief is that, that there, there are more people who are either homosexual or at least bisexual and or bi-curious simply because... Of the curiosity of what it's like to have sex with somebody of the same gender. That's my hmm. thought. That is interesting. You know what? You're right. Because I do agree. Now that you say that, that is true. Because I never really looked at it that way. But that is very true. And when you ask someone you know, who, who's bisexual, they will tell you that. I was just curious. You know? and Or it, it made other reasons. But that's one of the main things is, you know, what they would call experimenting. Yes. You know? The older generation called experiment. Yeah. What What do you think, Liz? About specifically what? This This what we're talking about, where it's more about experimenting or at least seeing what it's like. Oh, like like or why they, people decide to be to at least try. Are. Yeah. I mean, I think I I don't think that that choosing to be gay or whatever is a choice. I think that that's just something that ends up happening because I mean. I don't know. I I think that I think that the what happens is the the bi curious thing is sort of the the start. I feel like I don't think everybody who I can't imagine that someone would be bi curious and then not be gay in some way because why would you even have those thoughts in the first place? Like well, okay, but but if you only explored it once or twice I mean, Does that make you gay? A little bit. I think it kind of okay, makes you Okay, now we're talking percentages. Li- yeah, I think it makes you a little bit gay in a way because. So, okay, like, do you think that the major? Okay, I, then do you think that the majority of people are at least a little bit gay? Yes, definitely. Why? 
This is curious to me. Why? Because, I mean, I've definitely met people who would definitely not be even a little bit bi-curious. But I have met people who have been like, yeah, maybe. But that doesn't mean Would that any you're... of them shock you? What do you mean? Like, like, would it shock you that they would even be bi-curious when you found out? No. Huh. I mean, I think that being bi-curious is a pretty much normal thing. But I think that if, if you have ever had a time in your life where you've ever thought, oh, maybe, that's... That's pretty gay. Like, that's not that's not just something where you're like, oh, but I'm straight. I'm totally straight, but I've thought about it. That's not... I don't think that so, that's how it works. So like, put a percentage on it. What do you think the percentage of... Of people who are probably gay are and just don't want... Either don't want to admit it or try to, like, shove those feelings down because of religion or maybe they tried yes. it once or twice and they're like, eh, maybe, not for me. I'd say a majority. I'd say well, what probably... Do you like maybe 65 70% of okay. maybe Americans maybe not necessarily like the world yeah we're just talking Americans okay like well okay Americans. okay so if they tr- they thought about it you know and then they tried it and then they say eh nah they for me if okay so or what if they what, try what, 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 what and they, say not they, full time like, well, see, like the, what if they try it they say I enjoyed that but I'm not going to do that all the time here's the difference that I think it is I think if you're, like, say you're going through puberty and you're, like, you know how they say, oh, college kids are the ones to, to usually be bicarious? I feel like that probably has to do with hormones in a way. And I feel like the people who are, like, college age or the people who are teenager age who are uh-huh. like, okay, maybe I can try this out. That, I can definitely see how that would be. Okay, well, maybe your hormones are just so fucking, like, whoa, everything's everywhere. I can see how that's you know, a, a part of that. But I feel like if you're a grown adult and you're not going through any kind of hormonal, crazy hormonal changes due to, like, puberty, due to the blah, 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 whatever, and you're literally just like, yeah, I could try it with a dude. Or, like, yeah, I could try it with a lady. That's that's pretty gay. That's pretty <laughs> that's pretty gay because, you know, there's nothing... And this is why you're probably going to have your own podcast because she says stuff. What's wrong with that? No, no nothing. No, I'm saying that that's good. Like you, you're willing but to say what sense. most of us. But it makes sense, would, doesn't it? I mean, yeah, no, it yeah. Makes that sense. Made, what you dude, just said makes absolute exactly. sense. And that may be, Jack. Exactly. That may be the best explanation I've ever heard of that. Yeah. If it's, thank God though that this isn't a tell-all where we have to like, <laughs> well, what have you thought? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, just because what I was gonna say. Okay, so if, if, if get back to if they tried it. And they're like, yeah, no, nah, this ain't for me, player. But what if they tried it and they liked it, but it wasn't just full time? No, but like, what I'm saying a... is, even if you were an adult and you still tried it and you still didn't really like it that much, that was the still fact make... that you thought in the first place, oh, let me try this, so it makes thought. you a little bit gay. So it's not so you think that at least 70% of the American population even, is at least a little bit gay. I can see, gay. okay, there's a difference between thinking thinking it as as a as a intrusive thought. You know, like like, oh... What it, what would I, what would it look like if I had sex with a dude? Okay. That's like an intrusive thought. I feel like everybody thinks that kind of thing. That's a normal thought to have because that's just how it is. But if you actually are like, okay, let me actually actively imagine myself with a dude or with a lady, depending on who you are, and then you actually you know think about a game plan as to how you would do it, or you think about, oh, let me go to a gay bar, or, oh, let me talk to this very specific dude that I think is attractive. That, that is, like, 
oh yeah, I would only be gay, but I would only be gay for this dude. That's gay. That's extremely gay. And even if you do it and you're like, okay, this actually sucked and I didn't really like it that much, you still did it. Then that's gay. That's we're so gay. Okay, but hold on, because I because there's a there's a there's a term that mm. guys use, or maybe some ladies that use straight guys that say, I can say this type of stuff because I'm comfortable in my sexuality. What do you think about that? Because there are some that guys that doesn't mean you're straight. It, yeah, they're trying to cover up. <laughs> exactly. That's what that means. <laughs> because or if they say no homo, they definitely meant. Yeah, you. That's another thing. You can't. You can't say you can't something say like that. that and if say, you say, say something if you say, oh, I experimented with a dude, but that's just because I'm comfortable in my sexuality. Which sexuality is it? The gay that made you go out and make out with some dude, or is that the straight in you that's trying to cover up the fact that you went out and kissed a dude? That is completely one hundred percent a cover up. This is very juicy. I know it is. is. Right here at the end, and we get all the juice. Yeah. But but I'm still hung up on the fact that she thinks at least seventy percent of the American population is at least somewhat gay. Easy. Easy. Why do you think that? Like what makes you think that? What drives that percentage? Like a majority like I'm gonna press you on this issue. Most of the people that I have known I'm going based off of the people that I've met, and I've met a lot of different types of people, and I would say that 70% of them have either been interested in dudes, outwardly gay, outwardly lesbian, whatever, 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 or they're just so insecure about it, and they just don't want to admit it, and it's very, very obvious that they are, and, you know, things that they tell me, like, you know, when, when you, when you make yourself to be a very comforting person to be around and you make yourself to be some someone that anyone can tell anything to that you know and i would even say that most people who are in my age range are because since i've even been here like every single person and i mean every single person that i have met since i moved to dallas has been gay in some way either by experimented and are completely fine with it and are like yeah i'm probably totally like bisexual but i'm just not actively bisexual right now every i can't think of one straight person that i've met and actually like continually talk to like maybe maybe like some of the older women that i work with at like aldi but no every single person that i have met like i work with like, like I work, I consistently work with like five people, and four of them are gay. Not gay, gay, but like bi or gay or whatever. Yeah. Wow, man. Even when I lived, I mean, when I see, when I lived back in 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 like New Boston or whatever, there were definitely people that just don't want to admit it. Wow. Definitely people that wow. don't want to see. admit it. One hundred percent, people. We should. We should. If we I should. was, if I was a better show producer, oh we should just started with the. Never mind. I think it's, that's well, story. No, 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 no. Don't worry about that. That's for later. But okay. like, definitely, definitely, there's definitely some people. That's dudes. The dudes in Mount Pleasant. Yeah. Oh so. To all wrap of this those up. dudes yeah. that want to be all clean cut and want to be all fresh and like. 
oh, I'm so, like, I'm going to get my hair done and go to the actual barber and go get my hair done multiple times, multiple times a month, and I'm going to take pictures, and I'm going to show off my car, and I'm going to, you know, oh, look at my fresh, look at my fresh pictures that I'm posting. What do you think those guys are? They want to seem so masculine, and they're so afraid and they want they want to be like yeah this is this is me I'm this buff guy I'm this really cool cool dude wow. you okay you do not go out and emphasize your manliness if you're not worried about it no one does that no one goes out and says oh look at my strong muscles look at how look at how big I am look at this look at all these manly things I don't show emotion and I'm like an alpha male no one does that. That's not normal. That is not normal. Same, same with like all those girls who are like, oh, what? I could never be gay. I don't like girls. Oh, yeah, you can be gay, but don't flirt with me. Like, you know, want to get their hair done or not even like, like want to emphasize everything about themselves and their gender. Those people are the gayest people. Always. Always. That's a bombshell. Like that, I, I don't. I am mind. And yeah, I know I, that you, <laughs> you guys probably know people exactly well, like it, that. Well, well, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, yeah. so we hope that this discussion, uh, we're gonna end on that note. We hope that this discussion has opened you up to the psychology uh, surrounding human sexuality, and that this discussion. Uh, helps you to see some healthy ways to teach it, view it, and discuss it. As always, uh, we love that you are a part of our audience for the To Be Discussed podcast um, hosted by RNA with our special guest Liz and uh, be looking for more from her in the near future. Good night and God bless.